Hey guys, welcome to Bag Boardcast episode number 475. I am Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out March 30th, 2020. Then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're going back to the trade and policy. And this is one of Paul's picks with Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Parts 2 and 3. We like the first yeah, one so great. much, we're finishing it off. As I was opposed to, and I made you read two books. Well, no, because we like it. As opposed to, you know, some of the other ones that we read the series of that we just read because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they were, they're short enough. And those bad books, what's nice to have is to have a drink with it. So it feels like the bad book is not as long. And it's also good to have a beer with you when you're reading a good book so you can enjoy the good book more, right? What a long way to say, like, yes, and we also drink while we read them. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I'm going to go first because I'm drinking something that you guys are not, and you both have the same beers. So, yeah, correct. I'm... I'm on my own, but that's okay, because I'm not really alone, guys, because I have the, or not sampler pack, but the 12th pack of the new Hard Mountain Dew. Uh, This is a new, like, malt beverage soda drink from uh, Mountain Dew, brewed by uh, Sam Adams, the Boston Beer Company, and I saw it at my beer store the other day. I was like, hey, that'll be something fun and different to drink. Not that I'm getting beard out, but I always like doing something a little bit weird or new or different. Um, like when I've done this, uh, the seltzer sampler packs before. So I figured, hey, you know what? I consider myself a Mountain Dew connoisseur. I've had a lot of the varieties. I might as well try these ones. And I have to say, for $16, I got the 12-pack. There's four flavors in there, three of each one. I don't mind it. Um, spoilers, I drank all of them off show on my day off the other day just to try them mind it i'm not mad about it but you guys don't have to pick it up like i said um <laughs> uh, is it as bad as the ginger snap cookie one that was out for this christmas um i didn't they, mind that, that was one. not alcoholic that was just a yeah that one i didn't mind I, th- I thought that one was okay um is it as good as pitch black pitch black's one of my favorites the grape um yeah but i mean the one i'm starting off with is the wild cherry which is almost like a code red they don't call it code red but that's what it is um zero sugar they're only all five percent abv they're really light it's something you could probably drink four of them in a night like i plan on and you'll be fine um when yanni tried one she was kind of afraid it was going to be super alcoholy like you basically just took them out and do it poured some like vodka in it it's not like that at all um they're very drinkable they're crushable do you have to drink it no but you know for sitting around playing video games or Talking to your friend about comic books, it's fine. And um, Paul actually made me drink the black cherry one first because I told him, uh, pick a number through one through four. Uh, this is actually probably my, I'll say, number two favorite in the box. Wow, a pre-power ranking. A pre-power ranking. Breaking yes. the show's mantras hey, or hey. Uh, standards. We're, we're all about breaking that mold. Uh, but what are you guys drinking? Uh, we're drinking, this is something that I've wanted to pick up because it's selling very well at my beer store. And this is from Goose Island, their Beer Hug Variety Pack. Uh, four brand new beers 
from them. Um, also, if you look on the like the box and even kind of on the cans, it's hard to tell that it's from Goose Island. Like, there's a little goose in the corner. It says Goose Island, but it's really seems like it's trying to hide it with the color scheme that they're doing and the fact that it's called Beer Hug and it's pictures of bears on all of them wearing sunglasses. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, it does look like their typical branding. It's it's complete opposite. And um, we're starting with their secret beer hug. Uh, it says number one on it. And um, hazy IPA, 6.5%. And this is pretty good. Do you think this is going to be their experimental? The one that they rotate out? Probably. Because this one, if I was trying to find more about this online, mm-hmm. and you can click on the beer hug on Goose Island's page and they have Hazy, the Tropical, and whatever the other one is. But they don't have this one, so you can't click on it to find anything more about it. But um, this is nice. It's got like a nice buttery, coconutty kind of-ness to it. Um, I, I like it. I think it's really good. It's a, it is, I, I think it's very easily uh, drinkable. I think I keep on going back. Just like it's not, it doesn't have a quenching uh, kind of flavor to it. It's not quenchy. It's not like tropical quench. No, um, but it's a it, little it's, dry your mouth out that you want to yeah. take another sip. And I like every sip that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I cracked open hazy beer hug, and I'm not liking that one as much. <clears> oh, <throat> well, we'll get to that one when we get to it. Uh, right? I, yeah. But I like but, that. We'll, re- we'll review that one next. I'm just saying, like, coming off of Secret Beer Hug, Hazy Beer Hug, no bueno. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, also no bueno this week was the news. Really nothing big happened or nothing that we deemed worth talking about. Uh, if anyone wants to squeeze in anything that they had mentioned that ultimately we're not going to talk about, now would be the time. Feel free to mention uh, it. The, the one thing that I had, which I think is kind of interesting, is... All right, so um, nobody has anything cool. Continuing <laughs> on. Uh, but I just thought that um, the writer of the, the Moon Knight series that will be premiering is working on a Nova project for uh, the MCU. Um, probably a Disney Plus show. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I really enjoyed... What was it Mark Wade who did the Kid Nova series? Yes. Who started it? Uh, I really enjoyed that when it started. Um, and I enjoy seeing that character pop up. Uh, yes, I haven't been following him, but like when he was with Champions, um, <clears throat> uh, when he shows up, I like Kid Nova. I would like to see, I think a Kid Nova show would be fun. Yeah. Even if they go regular Nova show, I think that would be fine. Uh, Rich Rider, whatever his name was. Um, I'm looking forward to Moon Knight, and I think it's telling that Marvel's taking like the head writer from it, and then being like, oh, "Okay, show us what else you got." Um, it's a good sign for Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the only thing I had for news. It's it's much like you know the news where Casey Hudson, the director of Mass Effect, is making an all new AAA science fiction game with Humanoid Studios. Their first project. Can you have sex with the humanoids at Humanoid Studios? Uh, talk to HR first. 
and make sure you get a uh, little slip. Hmm. Get, get a love get a love permission slip. What was it called in the office? Uh, I can't remember. And did you hear that there's an office like Instagram like experience going around? Yes, like it's in, in uh, Chicago. Chicago. Right yeah, home of Goose Island. Home of Goose Island. See, it all Bring circles it all back. Around. Uh, uh, I, I do. Someone I used to work with at Disney actually went to it. Uh, it's it looks fun. Like I don't think there's much else there besides you get to sit. You know Michael's desk chair and things like that, kind of. But looks wait, fun. wait, so that's the first chair you would want to sit in? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's all, that's all there is is like it's chairs to sit in. Yeah, it's literally like all props. Like they have the yeah. uh, bucket of chili that Kevin spills on the ground, so you can take your picture. Like you're, you're spilling that. And, it's all just things like that. Like you can go in the conference room and they have the "It is your birthday" banners up. Okay. It's. See, it's fine. The first chair I would want to sit in and get a picture in is the conference room chair, as if I'm in there talking like com- the confessional part mm. of the office. That's with somebody behind, you know, with the conference room blinds open just a little, and somebody standing over my shoulder. That would, would it be, be a picture. humanoid. It would be a humanoid. Knew it. You just want to sex. I'm already done talking Paul. about the Mass Effect. Gotcha. Game, you know, game designer. I I switched over to this. I'm much more interested to hear now, John. John, where would you sit and get a picture at the office experience? Uh, probably anywhere else. <laughs> See, I, I, I never became an off a, a U.S. office fan. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy watching the clips, like when you're scrolling through something yeah. and clips come up. I'll watch those, and I get an idea of the characters and stuff, but anytime I've sat down to try to watch it, uh, I don't know if I get too bored with it, or I just kind of would rather it's, just watch it in clips. It's the hazy uh, bear hug to the secret bear hug, you're saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say this, though. The, the secret bear hug, or the hazy bear hug, going down pretty smooth it doesn't have the same Papa flavor as the secret. Are we going to do that? Much like the, the US, next much like the U.S. office versus the U.K. Well. office. Um, yeah, so six point eight percent with the hazy beer hug. Uh, but I'm going to let Paul open his can and try it. So, Chris, tell us about your next Mountain uh, Dew. I need you to pick which one I'm going to be drinking next, John. So pick okay. a number one through three. Oh, I'll go three. Three. Uh, that's actually going to be the Baja Blast. Is that Probably, the blue one? This is, it's like bluey teal. Yeah. Um, this one is probably one of the more well-known Mountain Dew flavors. Uh, this was one you could only get at Taco Bell until, I think within the last two years, they started to make it available to drink elsewhere. Like, you could get it bottled and canned. Um, this is... And I clap my hands. There you go. Uh, this is probably the one that I was most looking forward to because, again, I do like drinking Mountain Dew, and if I ever go to Taco Bell, you, you have to get a Baja Blast. That's just the unspoken rules of the bell. Like, it it happens. Uh, this one, not great. Can I say, uh, my wife and I were out. We did a bunch of errands. I think we had to do some type of... Oh, we went to, like, um, we went to the, one of the stores, lockers, and got a bunch of stuff out of it. And then she was like, I kind of want a little snack. And she stopped at uh, Taco Bell... And I was like, I don't think I want anything for Taco Bell. I'm not a big Taco Bell guy. But 
they did have like a new Mountain Dew, and I was very tempted to be like, I'll take the new Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, Taco Bell is like one of those fer- perfect snacks because like you eat it, it sits in your stomach for a l- little while, and then you poop it all out. Yeah, so it's like no calories. No calories. Huh. I will say, I no think cal- some of some of these might be hurt by the fact that they're all zero sugar. So maybe going into this thinking Baja mm. Blast, and it's like a lesser version of itself, um, kind of hurts it a little bit. But it, it does have a little bit of that Baja Blast flavor. It's just not like that sweetness that I was expecting. From but again, Chris, I think you- they're making this for people just to sit out and drink on the porch, and they probably wanted it to be something like you could just keep drinking them, and I think if they're super sweet, it would probably hinder that a little bit. Have you uh, uh, delved, or dabbled, in the uh, other Mountain Dew brands? The Kickstarters, the Rise, the Amps? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So far, would any of those topple, or it would be better than buying this pack here? I mean, those, again, are very different being energy drinks. Um, I do prefer... They're my favorite of the energy drinks. They're the only energy drinks I will drink. So I like the Rise ones the most out of uh, those Mm -hmm. offerings. Um, They're not as sweet as the Kickstarter ones. Um, My go-to energy drink, though, tends to be the sugar-free Monsters, though. Those ones I like kind of... I've been doing the Celsius. Ooh, uh, Celsius. Uh, Those are pretty good. You know, Celsius sponsors a uh, disc golfer, uh, Paul Macbeth. Mm. Mm. He, he reps. He reps. But Celsius. Paul, what beer are you drinking that you're not sponsored oh, by? I'm not sponsored by it at all, and I will never be sponsored. Uh, but I'm drinking from Goose Island. This is a hazy bear hug. It's six point eight percent alcohol by volume, and I don't get the hate that this beer is getting. I was listening to a podcast the other minute. In fact, I believe I was on a podcast a few minutes ago. And, and the, the one of the hosts was just like being like, this is no bueno. And I'm like, oh, this is a nice drinking, uh, very easy drinking, Casey, uh, IPA. It has a slight bubblegum aftertaste to it, though. I would say I, I would agree with that. All I was saying is compared to Secret, Secret is a better beer than this. No, I think the record shows that you were just trashing it. <laughs> I said it. It goes down smooth. I said I drank, I've already had half of it. It's going down no, pretty easy. Compared to the two, I mean, I think Secret Beer Hug is way up on So you're just saying beer. that you regret your statement earlier where you said it's no bueno. I, yeah, I'm sorry, I would say, I've been watching a I would lot of say the uh, no, hearings. No bueno compared to... Uh, secret beer hug, which I think is mucho bueno, muy bueno. No mucho. And I've just got a message saying to watch my volume. I'm shouting, so <laughs> no bueno. You're not shouting. Just close the door behind you. And let's. Oh, when when I come over to put together the uh, the playground kit, maybe I'll put. We should put some uh, styrofoam up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some sound up there. Yeah. Uh, Well, we'll put some sound canceling stuff up there. No, I want to put. I think the problem is now we have too much sound up there. I I want to put put all the sound up there. (laughs) I want to put woofers up there. (laughs) Subs and and amps and amps amps. I want the the trouble in the bass. 
Well, yeah. What, what else do you want? Maybe you want some comic? Oh, Chris, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I was, I was literally about to do the exact same thing. So go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Finish it off. Easy. Take it home. So other than wanting all that, what comic books would you like uh, maybe coming out this upcoming week, March 30th, 2022? March well, 30th? I have no idea. Recently, for the trading policies, I've made both of you guys read uh, Curse of the White Knight and Return of the White Knight. Uh and I am looking forward to the next book in uh, Sean Murphy's series. And that is now, uh, here it is, uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight, uh, which is going to be introducing Jason Todd, who was teased at the end um, as a Red Hood-esque character and bringing uh, Terry McGinnis in as a... Uh, Batman Beyond. Hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see where this goes. I've I've really liked the world that Sean Murphy's created, and he seems to be a fan of the same Batman stuff that I grew up being a fan of, and uh, he likes to kind of showcase that, and I'm intrigued and looking forward to seeing it. Plus, the book's only $4.99. <laughs> like most of the time, these books are... Uh, ridiculously expensive. The um, the Rogues book I think was seven ninety nine. So, and I think what was the one book, Paul, that you were talking about getting? The oh the uh, yeah Marvel's books. Marvel's number ones are all starts off at five ninety nine. Yeah. So I was like, mm. and also it was a X Men book, and it's still doing that the stuff that's I'm not interested in because. It's it's the X-Men a la Eternals. Mm-hmm. Because if they can resurrect themselves constantly, isn't that what Eternals the Eternals do? Like, I, I just... On their spaceship, I mean island. Like, it's too much like the Eternals for me to feel like it's an X-Men book. So I'm not going to spend six bucks on it. But I did want to mention some kind of crazy happenstance, talking about Terry McGinnis and uh, Batman Beyond, because on YouTube, there's this, the woman that, the young woman that uh, did the voice of Kim Possible, and was Run Stevens and Even Stevens, she has a YouTube channel, and she's going to be talking to Kevin Conroy the voice of Batman, because she did voice acting with Kim Possible, and also her Will friend, Will Ferdell, is yeah. also going to be on it, who voiced Terry McGinnis, uh, because uh, he also was Ron Stoppable in Kim Possible. And that's actually going to be premiering this week, that episode. So, And I was trying to find the... My, it, you know, that the channel name, because it's just her name. And I can't remember Ren Stevens' real name. But, you know, it, it might be fun to watch. Um, I know who you're talking about because she's actually done, like, cooking shows yeah. with other Disney Channel stars. Like, um, yeah, all her, all her channel is is her trying a bunch of stuff and it not taking off. And then her, like, st- like coming up with a different, like, format. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it now, but I know exactly. It's who Kristen, you're Christy Carlson Christy. Romano. 
Yeah. That that's it. That's it. That would be it. Yeah. So you check out her her YouTube page. She was doing this like weird, like she would be out for a walk, like a little walk, and she would be talking. You know, somebody was obviously holding the camera for her, or she was really stretched out and holding the camera while she was going for a walk. No, but she was using both hands. So well, somebody else was. But what book are you going to be picking, Chris? Or no, I want to finish this YouTube thread. Right. I don't think we need to. Um, I'm looking forward to something a little bit different. Uh, this is actually coming out from Udon Studios. Udon is actually the comic book studio that does all of the stuff for Capcom. So they do all the Street Fighter comics, all the Darkstalkers comics. And there's actually a Darkstalkers Morrigan number one coming out. Uh, it's been a while since I've dipped my toes into any of like the Capcom universe comic book stuff. Uh, so I just figured, hey... Why not? Uh, this is being written by Ken Su Chong, who's also written a lot of the other Udon, like Street Fighter books. Art by Panzer. So, yeah, just something different I'm picking up. I don't know how good it's going to be, but I love playing some Darkstalkers. Uh, surprised they haven't come out with any new Darkstalkers games, besides just having some of the characters pop up and stuff like Marvel vs. Capcom, like, 3. It's a weird thing. It's like one of their marquee franchises behind... Street Fighter and uh, like Mega Man. What gives? Hmm. I don't know. They're not doing any other like Dino Crisis things. Resident Evil, they're still doing. They're still doing Resident Evil, yeah. And they're doing the remakes of Resident Evil. And yeah, yeah. But you know where they constantly have to reboot and what redo what they're doing on their you know with their IP, much like. Kristen, uh, so Christine Paul, Charleston what are you Romano looking forward to? With her channel. I'm just saying that her vlogs were basically, it was almost like she was trying to give her younger self advice mm. on the videos. It was it was interesting. It was like watching somebody talk to their younger selves, even though she can't physically do that. But that's what she's putting up on mine. But you know, like she was going through some sort of dark age now, or had to go through some sort of dark age, and now she's trying to warn her past self against ending up there. Much like Marvel Comics Dark Age, number six. There we go. Sacrifices have to be made uh, in order to continue on the world after the apocalypse. But uh, Apocalypse himself, you know, because he's a character in Marvel, he, he, he has this, he's gaming his own forces and is trying to bring about an end to the world. And people have to stop them. And, you know, that's all being written by Tom Taylor. Art by Ivan uh, Colio this, and, uh, for issue number six, because it seems to be a rotating band of artists. Oh, actually, I guess he's been the main artist the whole time. Yep. But uh, it's a fun series. We read the first one. Look forward to a um, trading policy of all these Issues when they all when they all come out when the series wraps. Sounds good. Dramatic reading. Dramatic reading. Dramatic reading. Oh, we didn't want to do a beer first. You guys want to do? Okay. So now the Magnum Broadcast presents a dramatic reading from Avatar: The Last Airbender: The Promise. The part three. 
the page 62 <laughs> the panel 2 you guys feel too right things just aren't clicking today <laughs> right am i alone yeah no you're good i don't know why there's no reason for it anyways dramatic reading okay here i go And that was a dramatic reading from Avatar Celeste Airbender, The Promise, Part 3. The Part 3. The Part 3. Panel 2. Sometimes, you know, they can't all be... Halfway through. They can't all be winners. Like I said. Podcast episodes, dramatic reading introductions, uh, the next part of the Hard Mountain Dew sampler pack, uh, because this is actually just the base Mountain Dew version. Uh... Again, 5% ABV, zero sugar. I don't know if they make Diet Mountain Dew. I think they do. I, I imagine this is what it tastes like. Um, much like the Baja Blast is like a lesser version of itself. This is like just a stripped down version of Mountain Dew. The only plus side to it, if you drink enough of these, you might get a little bit drunk and be okay with that. Um, personally, myself, I, I don't like it. This is my least favorite from the pack. Wow. They're only going to release this in a variety pack, right? Like, I you're believe not gonna so. See. Yeah, you're not going to find these out and about anywhere else. But, you know, just for something to try, I I applaud them for doing something different, trying something new. Um, I remember, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, doing, like, the tilt bets. And whenever I see, like, mm-hmm. some sort of, like, malt sweet beverage like that, it always kind of, you know, makes me harken back to those days of doing a podcast. Um, does this stand up to that? No, but I really do like the cherry one and the final one I'll be drinking next. The watermelon is like really good. So when this came across and said this was going to be coming uh, in our area soon, it hasn't hit us yet. I think they're waiting for a little bit warmer weather for it to launch. I just was like, who is this for? Like, who is the repeat buyer for this? I don't know if... I mean, there are going to be people that are repeat buying it. Um, yeah. I, I imagine... It, I don't want to make assumptions about people, but, you know, video game dude bros that just want to get some stuff to bring home, play on the couch with their friends, like, hey, grab me a do like... I see this being for that kind of crowd, like the college kids. Like, it, are is they still it playing? Caffeinated? It's not. I mean, there might be a little bit of caffeine in there because it there's no have caffeine. Like a base Mountain Dew. There might be like a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it's. It's good not a base Mountain Dew, base Mountain Dew. Uh, right? It's a no. seltzer that they're just flavoring. They're like just Mountain flavoring, Dew, right? Yeah. See, the th- okay. you know, but it was a good question to ask. You know, <clears throat> good to double check. If this was a flavored malt beverage like your Seagram's or your Twisted Tea where you could have that sugar to it with the alcohol, I think this would be good. And again, I haven't had them, but going off of what Chris is saying and the fact that I've had seltzers, but it just, to me, it would make more sense to have an FMB, a flavored malt beverage, where you could have that sugar where you could really hit the flavors. And it just feels like they're not hitting... I mean, if you're having a Mountain Dew pack and your Mountain Dew pack tastes worse than Diet Mountain Dew, you, you've missed. Yeah. 
It's a swing and a miss. Because this should be the one that, out of all of them, you're like, oh, okay, it's Mountain Dew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even Baja Blast. Like, everybody knows what Baja Blast tastes like. It tastes like electric blue. Like, (laughs) it should taste that way. Uh, So, I, yeah, this is one of those things that I just was like, "Mm, I can't see this being great. You're thinking of Volt when you're thinking of electric blue, though, because that's the electric blue. Like Mountain Dew. People are pretty much set in their ways of what seltzers they buy, and they'll branch out here or there. Oh, something new. Let's try it. But, like, this flavor just, like, it just, I don't know who it's for. It's for a one-time buy. And it's like we have, like, sour ones right now. Labatt Seltzer and Bud Seltzer put out sour flavors. And people are like, yeah, they're sour. I couldn't drink. I couldn't sit down and drink a whole 12-pack in an afternoon. Most of the people are like, I have one or two, and that's it. Like, I don't want any more. So, I don't know. It just seems like I, it's who and what are they for? People in college, it's going to be finals week soon. People are just blowing off C-theme, trying to finish their essays. They're going out. They're 19. 18 and they're buying these kind this kind of stuff. I think that's who it's for. It's because of what was it? Mike's what was it? Yeah. Seagram's ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. not uh no, the ice. Uh smeared off ice. Yeah. Everybody was drinking smeared off ice in in college. Well, at least a vast there was a good majority of people that were like, well, we were underage smeared off ice. That was the that was a drink. Was it good? No. But uh, did we know any better? It's been decades since I've had that. But even at the time, like it wasn't bad. Like it was it fine. Wasn't bad. And that's kind of what I'm feeling this at. And I think this just has that. Oh, hey, it's a hard Mountain Dew curiosity factor. Like that's the whole yeah. reason why I picked it up. Like, oh, you know, let me try this. Be something different to try and to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. not- yeah, I'm not picking it up to have You're it be trying. like that. Like, oh, it's a Friday afternoon. What am I going to do? Pick me up some hard do, baby. Like, it's... Oh, this, You're, this, you're this. drinking it so we don't have to. Yeah. You're... Oh, Chris, how are you feeling, bud? Because uh, the incident's ended? Oh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 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 It wasn't the same. It hasn't been the same in, like... I like that you years. stopped to ask me that. Like, I was going to have, like... <laughs> I don't know, because I made the reference to the... Inst- no, not that you would have a breakdown, but... I don't know. I've always gotten a little bummed out when, like, a podcast that I've listened to for years just ends. Um, like, uh, recently that happened with the Dice Tower. Um, also the same week <laughs> that the Inst descended, so... Yeah, I... There's plenty of podcasts out there, and... Mm-hmm. I watched enough other, like... YouTube channels about Warcraft that I don't need to have, like, another venue. Right. Um, Instance host and creator Scott Johnson is actually doing a, a movie podcast that I just subscribed to, too. So, I like him as a creator and, like, I mm-hmm. like his viewpoints and stuff, so I have another way to follow him and just hear him, like... Is that Film Sack? Or? Yes, Film Sack. Okay. I thought it was Movie Sack for a second. Film Sack. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I just subscribe to that, so I'll still be getting my 
Scotch Awesome picks. So, and I get my Garrett with uh, let's talk about Star Wars. I I actually unsubscribe to that one because it's so old. <laughs> well, it's there was a big delay between episodes, and then just listening, I was like, uh, I just watched the Star Wars show or read the Star Wars book. I don't need to have people just talk about okay. it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it, but we should probably talk about our beer, right, John? Because you're leaning in. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting everything back on track. Uh, I'm just saying it bums me out when a podcast ends that I've listened to for years. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. when, well, what about a podcast you've been on? Because this is it, guys. Episode. <laughs> 475, that's, what a good that's run. That's why we're all in a funk. Sorry about it. <laughs> We'll never uh, die. <laughs> never stop. Unless somebody to. physically stops us. Uh, the only way we stop I mean, is someone, because... Someone tried earlier. John was told to hush. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to put all the sound up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we are drinking the third beer out of Beer Hug, and this is Neon Beer Hug. 7%. We actually drank them in order of escalation. Uh, of the ABV. And this, again, this is okay. I like this. This is my third favorite out of the pack. Um, I don't think there's a lot going on in this beer. No, I agree. Are you would look, I was writing something down because I thought what you said was funny. Uh, yeah, no, there's not much going on. It's still nothing complex, nothing that makes me stop and like, ooh, I should really... Understand their understand the flavor profile of this beer, and then this is good. So far, all three. <clears throat> I get home from work. I'm frustrated. I like my job. Like it's like, there's nothing ever that I come home and I'm angry about my job, which has been great. Like you just come you home know, and you're angry about your wife. <laughs> no, <laughs> even, even He's angry about the lightsaber he bought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm more angry about that right now. Two hundred fifty dollars. Oh. Yeah, it's not doing ever. And yeah, that, oh, those kind of issues. Um, just saying. Um, don't get me started on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, sometimes you come home and it's just you know those little hiccups that go through your day. And you just, like, want to crack open a beer as you get dinner ready. I Like, I, these first three beers... There's nothing wrong with per- them. Perfect for that. They're, uh, they're fine drinking beers. I, I... And for the price point of this 12... Uh, this was it? $16.99? Would I rather pick up the 2X right now? The 2X variety pack? That's, it's, that's three bucks more. Yeah. It's $19.99. $20.99, right? Yeah, but I've I've enjoyed all three. You know, give me the two X citrus. I feel I've enjoyed that a lot more than all three of these beers so far. Give me the two X IPA. I that's just a great stand up classic drinker. I drink classic drinking IPA, so I enjoyed that. You know, that's two versus these three right now. Yeah, I. It's, and then give me the two X haze. I'm better than I like that better than the haze. Yeah, hazy beer. Like, I I I would a hundred percent agree. But I don't think I think I don't think there's anything wrong with these beers. I really like the the secret is something I would definitely 
want to drink. Um, I wouldn't buy that variety pack so far out of these beers. I wouldn't buy that variety pack just to drink the secret. Right. But if I saw it on tap and I knew it was the same beer, like you said, Paul, is this the rotator, which I think it is, that this won't be the one that sticks around. Just like you said, it's like the voodoo. It's, they're hunting that same Every, voodoo ranger. Everybody is. And it, just the look and feel of this mm-hmm. pack is completely off Goose yeah. Island's game. It's it looks it's the coloration of the Voodoo Ranger stuff. Yeah. And it's got a lo- a character what's the mascot? It's a bear mascot versus a goose, but no no, the, oh, the uh, Voodoo Ranger, the skeleton. The skeleton ranger, yeah. The skeleton uh, mascot from Voodoo Ranger. It's it's that. That's what they're aiming for. It's I would buy the Voodoo Ranger pack series over this so far as well. Like yeah. I I just bought the I also when I bought this bought the Highlight variety pack. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. I did have with dinner the White Oak for the first time, White Oak Highlight. Actually really enjoyed it. I like White Oak. Uh anytime I, it's come out in four packs or when we've been down at the brewery and mm-hmm. I get it. It's it's got a nice finishing vanilla flavor with that that IPA start. And I'm like, why was I so hesitant to buy this? This is good. I don't know. There was something about it that I'm like, eh, why would I get that? I'll just get a regular highlight. But since it came in a variety pack, like, you, I'm, you I'm have had it. White Oak, Paul. Have I? You have. Yeah. yeah, you have. I've had it. So you've had it. We've drank it together. <clears throat> Probably, yeah, more than, okay, <clears throat> more than likely. But it's good. I didn't uh, put it together. But it's good. Uh, much like it's it's been years since we've uh, really delved back into, well, not years, but in the case of this story. Uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, The Promise, Parts 3 and Parts, well, Parts 2 and Parts 3, script by G... Gene Leon Yang and art and cover by uh, Guri Huri Huro. Um, Guri Hero. Um, it looks it looks like the animated series. It feels like the animated series. It feels like we're home. That's why when we read part one, I'm like, oh yeah, it was so quick. I'm, I want to read parts two and parts three. And you guys are like, oh, for the trading policy, Paul? I'm like, yeah, let's just finish it up. Parts two, parts three. Let's go. The promise is uh, a promise that in uh, the first book we talked about, uh, look for that older episode in our backlog catalog, uh, Zuko makes Aang promise that, hey, with me becoming Fire Lord, there's going to be a lot of pressures on me. And, you know, I know who my father is. He's an evil dick. And that's part of me. That's part of my heritage. That's part of where I come from. If you ever see me becoming evil and going to start a you know war and just be bad, Aang, you got to end me. Just make me please promise me that you'll just put an end to me. Uh, Aang says, "Okay, I don't don't think that'll ever happen, Zuko, but I I promise I'll do that." Little did they know, all of like two minutes later, <laughs> after they announced, hey guys, 
the Fire Nation there were making peace. Fire Nation, uh, Fire Nation uh, citizens, please come home. We're going to restore the old borders. Unfortunately, the borders have been has, have changed over the course of a hundred years. Uh, people have been living in you know in, in the Earth Nation, you know, uh, for you know over fifty years now. They've had families. That's where they've lived, and uh, it really centers around this one city that says, uh, "No, we we're not going to follow this restoration act." This is our home too. Yes, we're fire lords, you know, fire nation citizens. But this Earth Kingdom city is our home, like, and we're not going to move. And Aang's like, no, but this is the only way to create harmony to four separate nations. So come on, chop chop, march march out. And Zuko then has this crisis confidence when he sees what the Fire Nation and their citizens have built in that city. And it's like, no, this is their home. Like, I can't force them to move. Why am I hurting? Why am I protecting the Earth Kingdom over my own people? And he has this crisis of confidence, and he starts seeing his dad, which leads everybody to start questioning everything Zuko's doing. And uh, that's where part two picks up. And uh, guys, will we ever see a good resolution? We'll figure that in good part, good old part three. And what did you th- guys think about this uh, this two part episode? So <laughs> three part episode. So for this one, um, again, yeah, it it felt just like reading or watching an episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I think that works in the best. And in this one's kind of like the worst ways. I bought this one actually as the omnibus, so I had all three parts available. So there's really no clear act breaks between parts two and three. Because um, there's no breaks. Like, it literally just, like, it's one solid book. So I don't know where the break between two and three actually is. So, Paul, can you let me know just so I don't jump too far ahead? Uh, part three. Well, we can... It's, we're reading it all together. Part three starts with, uh, basically, the war has started. Okay. Uh, the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Nation... Oh, no, that's the dream. It's the dream that they're having together. It's... Uh, Eng and Katara show up to the city, and he is then warning people, "Hey, everybody, out, Fire Nation, out! Come on, let's go!" And then they get attacked by uh, what's his name? Uh, Sneers. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Good for Sneer. Hey, good for Sneers. By the Moving way. Moving on up. So, am I wrong, or didn't we have an episode? In Avatar The Last Airbender, that was kind of dealing with this, where it's like, well, no, yeah, like, we don't like what they're doing, but they've been here for, like, 50 years. Like, isn't that something we already saw? We've seen, yeah, okay. the, the that, but we've always had the Pirate Nation in the cartoon series as the bad guys, the occupating force, like, you get that a lot with Jet, mm-hmm. like, where he's their, their Fire Nation here on our city. And, like, they're going to flood this, the town to get rid of all the Fire Nation yeah. people. And then hang into Qatar and everybody realizes, like, that's just straight up murder. Uh, but for, so that's part of what made me maybe feel like it was really close to one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. But also, this does have that, like, like, okay, part two is definitely an episode of the cartoon. 
Part of that is telling the story about the gang's travels and then the people that they run into. And I don't like a lot of the side characters that they start throwing into this, like the Aang fan clubs, the other Aang fan club, the metal bender students that Tuff mm-hmm. takes on. Like You all, don't like the dark one? <laughs> so all of this stuff's coming in and I'm like, okay, I can see where this works in a cartoon, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm a little past that now as an adult and like I don't have that nostalgia for it. So reading this the first time, I was like, I don't like any of these characters. Just go back to like the main crux of the story. Like I want more focus on that. I want to see I'm fine with Toph teaching metal bending and like her struggling with that because she thinks she's found like the best of the best because of her magic bracelet. But there's just so much like filler in there before we get to the end and like the buildup. And I want to say it's probably in part three then where, yeah. Cause it's right at the end when like they bring Azula back in like, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, that's the very, very end. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I'm like, yeah, okay. Like continue this story. The story. This is what I'm. I'm here for now. Uh, I'm so glad you said that because I thought I was going to be the only one to be like. Uh, it was not that it was. It's an easy read, but it yeah. was like a slog in those parts. Because yeah, I didn't. I didn't care, and obviously it's a Nickelodeon show, but it felt too kitty and slapsticky and cartoony. And I know that the show has those elements and those things are there. But when it's like, <clears throat> if I go bad, you need to kill me. And that end of the first book, Aang's like, he's gone bad. And then you go into this and it's these goofy students with putting like little coins yeah. and sticks and trying to move them with the the fire oh the, the fire guys came in they kicked us out of the building and then he's got the mm-hmm. spear wrapped around at his head and yeah because <clears throat> no, tough, yeah tough metal bended yeah. around his head and he can't get it off but it was like yeah it was like I, this isn't what I, like it's not what i came here for yes right. show me that she has a school she goes up and is on uh, Abba, um, Appa, Appa, Appa. She's up there, and it's like, okay, the gang's back together. And then it's like, no, we're going to separate the gang. Yeah. These two are going to go this way. These two are going to go this way. And then we're also going to tell the story of uh, somebody being a little jealous that uh, Aang's getting all these sweet girls going. Hey, 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 look at us. We want to be airbenders. Directly from like one of the... What, season two? Or the beginning of season two when he's like going to ride the dragon, water dragon thing? When they go to the island of Kyoshi for the first time and everybody loves him? I don't remember. I don't remember that either. I've only watched that show the one time and that was when you made us watch it. Um, I've repeatedly watched the show because it's so great and everything you guys are saying makes me angry and you guys just don't understand the show. I'm okay with. No, seeing that kind of I'm stuff, okay. like I understand what you're saying. Like I, I didn't mind like the fan club stuff, but it, that's what seems very cartoony about it. At the end, when he's like, "No, like you don't get like you're appreciating my culture is actually damaging it because you don't have the respect for it. You didn't earn those tattoos. Like 
my friends died with those tattoos. I liked those turns, and I think there's not enough of that because, like Josh said, it focuses very much on the like the cartoony Nickelodeon kid showness of it. Mm-hmm. And granted, this did come out a few years after the show ended, but at that point, like it, I feel like the book should have aged up a little bit more with its audience. I don't. I- I, I understand that. I, I do get what you're saying, but I feel like this is Avatar The Last Airbender definitely seems like one series that just keeps on finding new audiences. Like when it moved back to Netflix for a little while and everybody rediscovered it again. And there was that like four month period where everybody's like ATL A. And I'm like, what? Avatar The Last Airbender? ATLB or whatever they, the shorthand for it was. I'm like, Everybody's talking about Avatar The Last Airbender again, and it's great. Like, what's happening? Oh, it, it hit Netflix again because it was off Paramount for a while. Now it's back on Paramount+. Plus. you got to ride the mountain of entertainment in order to watch the show again. Um, and nobody's going to talk about it because nobody nobody's doing that bullshit. Um, so, I, so I could see, like, if my nephews were to watch it, watch that series now. They would get through it within two months. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted more show, or I would hand them this comic, they haven't aged at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so So I understand your point your point of hey, this should age up, but then again, I'm like this series should stay that timeless, like kinda in that bubble, maybe. So, because of the world we live in now, where <clears throat> this is stream, this is streamable. It is bingeable. It is. I, I think the thing. Is, I think what maybe Chris and I have against against these is they're filled with filler episodes leading up to the mm-hmm. end, and they don't. There's a lot that I don't think needs to be in there. I think you have smaller doses yeah. of those things, but they're filling three parts, which could easily be two parts with all this extra. Because right. if you had ended <clears throat> if you'd ended that first book, which we all were like, hey, it's like going back. We love it. It's good. It had a good taste of all those little things in it. With a little bit out of what's in two and then a little bit of two and all of three, I think it would have been great. I would have been absolutely happy with it. But I'm not watching a series, so I don't need filler episodes. And a lot of times with the things, the filler episodes were were fun. Like, they like, mm-hmm. oh, this episode? Oh, they go and see his old friend who's the king of the city who's crazy, <clears throat> a crazy old man. Like, that episode did nothing, but it was a lot of fun. Except for Interior DC to one of the best characters. Uh, um, Boomy? Boomy. 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 But. You mad genius. <laughs> but I think that's where it just. There was a momentum. There was a three months, four months lull between reading one and then picking these up. And then when okay, sitting. For you guys. For us. Because <laughs> I did read like one. And then I read two and three. 
And then you guys, um, like, we talked about one, and I'm like, oh, you guys really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, we should read two and three for the look back. It's going to be great because <laughs> they're so quick. And then, like, I, I had to, right before we started recording, like, just page three to remind myself what had happened in two versus three. And because I seriously read all three of them. Four, four or five months ago? Yeah, four or five months ago, like, right, right in order. So what you guys are seeing as filler, like, I just was reading as and to read it, you know. And so. maybe reading it all at once, it would have been something different. But, like, I sat down and I wasn't reading it, you know, under a time crunch of, like, oh, I got to talk about this with my friends. Like, I was reading it. To read it. To read it. And the, so, they're, they're so... The first one was such an easy read, and the other um, Avatar books we've read were all been so easy that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll, I sat down yesterday to read it, and I started reading it, and I kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, it just felt like a little bit of a slog. And then I was like, oh, and then I kind of read a little more in the evening, and then I finished it today. But I just was like, it it didn't have the same feel that I had previous with that previous trade and i think Mm -hmm. if we read it if we did read it all at once and it was like oh yeah it's like going back home it's going back again i think it would have been a little different i think you guys would have hated it more now though because if we read it all as once for a trading (laughs) policy you guys would have had more of a time crunch you would have been more upset about the filler yeah versus how i read it where i'm like oh well just maybe i should have broke up Volume 2 and Volume 3 to give us more time. But Volume 2 doesn't have much in it at no, all. And that's the thing. Like, I have no problem like having read 2 and 3 together. But it's mostly, like, John, you said it. It's, it's filler episodes in a format that doesn't need to have filler. Like, you could have put these two together. And I don't know how they originally came out. Did they come out as, like, single issues? Or was it done as, like, a... No, volume? no, it's books. Okay. Yeah. Because it's published by Dark Horse Books, not Dark Horse Comics. So these were released as trades. I I feel like these were coming out as Legend of Korra was getting going, though. So as we're saying, oh, this seems like filler. Like, I see it as the stepping stone to get us to Legend of Korra. Like, when we're seeing the stuff with the Metal Bending School versus the Fire Bending School... You're seeing the groundworks being laid for the Republic tournament. You know the the bending, the pro bending league. Like that's that's going to lead us to the pro bending league. And also, you're seeing development of the character of Toph, who's always been a loner, who was like, you know, when you first meet her, she's like, "I'm fine on my own. I I'm not asking you to do any of my own work. Don't ask me to carry your shit because I'm I you know." I'm doing what I'm doing. You guys do what you're doing. I'm fine on my own. And now she's out there caring for students and caring for other people and trying to, like, advance, become a teacher and advance what she, like, it's not just her knowledge now. Toph isn't being the best. She wants to make other people better, which is huge. She's she's not... You know what I mean? Like she but wants wasn't to become she a, a teacher. Wasn't she a teacher, an earth teacher, earthbending teacher? Well, she taught no. Aang. Yeah, 
But no, like she was like a but noble. That's because he's the avatar. Right? Like wasn't yeah. she like a noble? She was noble, and their parents thought she couldn't do anything. That she was blind, and she had to be protected. And like she begged them to have like her spending uh, her spending teacher, but she learned from the badger moles really. And the earth bending teacher was <clears> just a cover so she could practice her forms. And the earthbending teacher thought she was blind and helpless and couldn't do anything. And then she would go out and kick ass in the... Uh, the blind bandit. The bl- As a blind bandit, yeah. So I did some quick research. Avatar The Last Airbender, the series, ended in 2008. Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, started coming out in January of 2012. Uh, okay, three years. Legend of Korra started coming out in April of 2012. So this definitely was like a lead up to it. I don't feel like it's a good thread between those two though, because I know Cora did have its fillers as well. Like there's issues that show had, but I don't remember it being as, I feel bad saying this, but like juvenile. Like I think Cora was definitely done for like an older audience. And Mm -hmm. I, and to your point, like, yes, you can watch Avatar streaming now. It's always going to be available. Someone's always going to be just discovering it. But I think four years after even, like, this, it's, like, sold as, like, yes, this is the official continuation. Like, guys that made the show were doing this book. Like, here it is. It doesn't seem like it's progressed to the point that they did with Korra, which came out four months mm-hmm. after. Like, because Korra does seem like leaps and bounds, like, adding depth to that world. Where this is just kind of like filling in cracks. Yeah, especially it, it, when you have Toph is the the chief of police with her metal bending police officers. Do you have that? So, like, do you need it? Like, oh, she started out. That's her daughter. Three. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's no, no. Yeah, you're right. Important. Yeah. But, but it's like. Yeah, okay, it started somewhere. John's real Fire Nation right now. <laughs> All Earthbenders look the same, apparently. Uh, it's been, I'm sorry. It's been years since I've I've watched uh, Legends of Korra. Um, yeah, like I liked I liked the book just fine. I, I, it could have used some editing. Yeah, I, and, Paul, I don't want you to think I'm shitting on it because I did enjoy it, and I just. I enjoyed the parts with the actual story more than the little like the breakaway stuff. Paper, it's uh, fine, uh, it's... Uncle. I wrote created bubble tea, bitch. Like <laughs> that's right. He did. Never knew tea could be so chewy. And also, this city basically becomes Republic. That's what city, I was thinking. Right? Like, like I would have to yeah. look at a map, but the way it's kind of like building up, I'm like, oh, is this Republic City? Because Ang's there and saves it, and like Republic City has the statue outside of him, but. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think that it does, but I don't know. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like this is the lead up to, um, Korra, because this is basically setting up those little things, the prehistory of what we get then getting Korra, and you're like, wow, a lot has changed. Yeah, but when I went into that, I went, oh yeah, this is okay, and they're explaining to me what all of all these worlds are, and I went, okay. Where this, where they're ex- yeah. they're doing it, I'm just like, like you, like I guess this is that place. I guess this is where it started. But there, yeah, it's this is the start of that because again, Korra is taking place decades and decades yeah. later. So, 
Traveler alone, solo. <laughs> John, you know, it's- John. So uh, we haven't mentioned it yet because I saw you crack your beer. I saw you take a sip, and then you made a face. Uh, this time you took a sip and you made a little bit different face when you were looking at the can. So I just have to know, what are you drinking now? Uh, I'm tra- I'm drinking Tropical Beer Hug, 9.9%. And my first, my first initial was, I don't like this. Uh, and now when I just drank it and you saw that face, it was, where the hell's the tropical? Hmm. Um, this is, I think it just... These beers just go in order of how we drank them and how I like mm-hmm. them. This is definitely my least favorite of these. I don't get the tropical. It has a little bit of that booziness. You know you're drinking something hefty. Where the other ones, you know, yeah, it was 6.5, 6.8, That hazy that was 6.8, I was just like guzzling. Um mm-hmm. The secret I sipped on because I really enjoyed it. The neon was okay, but you could easily crush it. This is this is probably the beer out of this pack that I like the least, and I actually really dislike it. As in, I wouldn't want to drink it. John, you could crush it. The neon it has ten thousand volts of flavor, though. Yeah. Says oh, so right on the can. Have you opened your tropical yet? No, because I'm going to tap on that now, knowing that I still have a bunch of this beer left, a bunch oh. of the hazy beer to drink still, and uh, you know I am not going to go to jury duty tomorrow, but I so I have to go to work <laughs> like in the morning, so I'm going to tap out and not drink that beer. Well, then we don't. You know what I we mean? don't know like, your opinion on this beer, Paul. Well, I'm going to talk about my watermelon. Just pop uh-huh. it and take a sip. You're fine. You don't have. Yeah, but you don't have to finish it. There's been nights. Don't I though? Don't. No, I spend good don't. money there's on been, it. Yeah, there's been nights that I. I just spend a lot of money where I'm obsessed about something else. No, Paul, you spent that money a year Pointing. ago. So you know, there's been nights that I had beers open in front of me that I did not finish either because I didn't like them or I was like. Past the point where I was like, yeah, I can sit here and drink this. Because, you know, sometimes after we finish recording, if I have multiple beers open still, I might play some, like, Warcraft or, like, do my match of the Gathering dailies for the day while I'm just finishing up the beers. And then I'll go to bed. But some nights, depending on what I'm drinking and when I have to work in the morning, I'm just like, no, I can I can go to bed. So I'll take a... And I don't think this does anything to save the carbonation, but I'll take like a paper towel and like I'll twist it up and I'll put it in the opening and then I'll take tin foil and put it over just as like like a stopper for the can. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times I've just what drained porn beers, drained porn multiple beers doing this show. Yeah, the pizza one is the only one I think I've drank. Uh, like other than ones that have gone like actually, drained. I've had beers that I just didn't feel the need to even save like i might not have actively hated but i'm like whatever like i will hate drink a beer and there's no need for it i know there's no need for it other than me wanting to drink i'm like it's open <laughs> See, i'm drinking it it's a liquid me, if i'm not gonna get any kind of like joy Enjoying from it? finishing it why would i like i me pouring it down the drain is basically going to have the same effect because I've. It's a sunk cost, Paul. 
to use your uh, Star Wars Galaxy's yeah, yeah, Edge. Cost, it's I've, it's yeah, I've already spent fallacy, that money. Yeah. If I'm not going to enjoy it, why why finish it? And you because have, I'm trying to chase some utility out of it by having some out, by getting yeah, the but, alcohol at least, and maybe but also you're, the, me you, becoming drunk enough to buy a stupid lightsaber. The while ut- being drunk. <laughs> the utility of it is having a conversation with your friends about it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there mm-hmm. for, and then you just... John, can- this is Melanie is all hell, man. This is straight-up cantaloupe. Really? Do I just yeah. have a bad can? Because this tastes awful, and I don't get any this, of that. All I'm getting is straight cantaloupe and muskmelon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Well, I was going to say, maybe go in thinking cantaloupe. Maybe it's just one of those beers where... Yeah. You read on label, okay, tropical flavors, but... Tropical, you're someone, thinking, maybe you're thinking passion fruit, maybe you're thinking uh, yeah. guava, maybe you're thinking star fruit, because <clears throat> yeah. you're fancy and bougie like maybe that. Maybe someone just and used I'm to say, like, here. oh, cantaloupe, and then you're like, okay, I, I get that. Yeah, and I'm over here eating all the filler of the fruit salad, the cantaloupe, uh, the I like <laughs> I like honeydew, I'm just going to say that. I, I, like a honey, I like a honeydew. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from this beer. It's... Is it the most tropical? No, but oh, it's high. No wonder I like this beer. I'm drinking the beer chug or the secret. I'm not. I was like, oh, I get those. Yeah, this okay melon. I can. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking the wrong beer. It hides the nine point nine percent really well. See, I don't think it does. I'm not getting any alcohol burn off of it. This is the imperial. (sighs) No, I don't get any melon. That beer's not good. Well, I get a little bit of melon off of what I'm drinking, and that's because this is the final hard Mountain Dew. Also, again, 5% zero sugar, and this is the watermelon version. And this one I put as my favorite from the pack, just because it tastes like a liquid Jolly Rancher candy. Like, it's straight up that fake artificial watermelon taste that you would get from any kind of soda or candy. And I think it's right at home with a Mountain Dew. So by not actually being a Mountain Dew flavor, this being as artificial as all get out makes it the most Mountain Dew flavor for me. And therefore I enjoy it the most like this. This lives up to those expectations. And who doesn't love a watermelon candy? I prefer watermelon candy to the actual fruit. Whoa. Agree? No, I would agree too. Watermelon candy is delicious. Like a nice watermelon candy, eat. or like watermelon like shaved ice, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If we're talking about like power rankings <clears throat> of artificial flavored fruits, candies, yeah, watermelon would watermelon, be on top. Blue raspberry. I love a blue raspberry. Ooh, a blue yes. ras. Then strawberry? Yeah. Then cherry? That, see, I love that mm-hmm. strawberry because there's something like in that chemical or in the dye that just like burns the back of my throat a little bit so I know I know I'm alive. Is that weird? Does cher- cherry or lemon go next? Then? Cherry. Cherry's cherry's like a it's a middle it's a middle flavor. I like cherry. Yeah, well, we're at number 4. Lemon. Right now. That's why I'm saying Lemon is lemon on top. Lemon's lower because for me. Lemon can go super sour, or lemon can be <sighs> it de- bad. It the depends o- on the candy. So the only like lemon, lemon heads I like, but any other lemon candy goes goes at the bottom like that. See, that's like, the candy lemon. I would just throw out, Paul, not to offend your whoa, your whoa, sensibilities. Whoa, whoa. Banana. Oh, I, I love banana. See, banana is my least favorite. No, a banana, a banana runs or a banana. 
what's it called? Banana runs is the taffy. only good Laffy banana. Taffy. taffy, yeah. Yeah. No, I like those ones because, again, it doesn't taste like the actual fruit, but there's no possible way that it could, so it's just doing its own thing. See, I think this uh, power ranking is much like the Harmony Restoration Act. It's an impossible feat to actually... Uh, it seems like a good idea when you first enact it, but when you actually get down to the nitty gritty and see how it harms the little people, uh, things don't look so good. <laughs> that was a good uh, period on the sentence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, though. It's not a good one at all. <laughs> um, I. But part three is really where the story gets going, and you start to see all those different, like, conflicts and battles, like, come to a head. And that's where this felt most like, okay, yes, this is continuing the story of Aang and Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, this is, this is what I'm here for. Like, this is what's putting my butt in the seat, you know? There are some punches they throw that hurt. Like, when Aang is talking to uh, Ma- Master Roku, and he's like, dude, I'm done with you. Like, you're willing to kill your own grandson because you think it's going to make up for the mistakes you made. Like, Roku is, like, constantly, like, just, like, no. And and people that seem like they're going to go bad because of the mistake I made with Sojin. He's broken. Like, He's completely broken, and Aang comes to that realization, and he's like, I, I, I'm done with you. Like, I can't talk to you anymore. You just give me bad advice constantly. Like, that's why I've always like, been a Kiyoshi man myself. Well, and then, like, you have that, that and part. then, and then you have him and Zoku, and he's like, my, one of my former selves was your grandfather like i think that's why we have like i have a connection with you is mm-hmm. you're like my great you're my grandson you're my friend like i have a familiar family feeling with you and i like that i like i like that i love uh uncle iroh showing up mm-hmm. for some reason i thought he was dead i don't remember why i thought that I, I know he got maybe captured the, at one point. Maybe because the voice actor died and they changed the, the voice actor to die and they changed him up. They yes. changed. Maybe that's why I thought he was dead. But when he popped up, I was like, "Oh, I thought he was season dead. three. Um, no, he's running the tea shop. He's got the and tea he creates shop. bubble he tea. Creates bubble tea. He's not gonna. He's not in the Fire Nation. He's in. Um. Oh, Basi. Yeah, yeah Basi. He's actually wearing um, Earth. Earth yeah. Kingdom colors too, which I thought was actually really nice. Now she reclaimed. Should he have been sent away? He was exiled from the Fire Nation, unless Zuko said that he was no longer exiled. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about Uncle Iroh. Then I guess because he was fully accepted as Earth Kingdom because he actually under the uh, clan of the or nope. under the the White Lotus. Yeah. Um, he reclaims the Bossing Say for the Earth Kingdom. He goes there with the, uh, was it the clan, the tribe, the sect? I would say, like, it was like a shadow, a shadow group. Not really like a shadow government, but like, 
secret society. Like a secret society. Yeah, the society. The society yeah. of the White Lotus, yeah. Aang reclaims Ba Sing Se for the Earth Kingdom. He is, like, awarded by the Earth King citizenship to the Earth Kingdom. So he is technically, yeah, he's a firebender, but he's technically Earth Kingdom citizen. So. I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed more of the story. The book ended with me wanting to read more than the next one. I, I yeah. would, Paul, I, again, I don't want you to feel like we're crapping on this because I would read more because I did like it. There's there's good stuff in here. And I feel like the whole time we've been talking about this, <clears> we <throat> didn't talk about the art because, again, the art is spot on, on model, mm-hmm. like. Everything you loved about the look of the show is here. Like, it's all on the page. And I think that's fantastic because we've read other adaptations or sequel books to stuff. That when you look at Star Wars books. Yeah, it's just like you can see who the character is because you know it's a Han Solo book or, you know, something like that. Buffy the Vampire. But then you look at it and you're like, "Mm, but is it? And again, it's all here on the page. So I think that's one of the strengths of this book because. It does still maintain that brightness, that color, that fluidity of motion that you would get in the animation. And I think that's very important for a book like this that's so centered on, like, the elements and martial arts. Like, everything needs to have that flow to it, and this still does. And we get to see that, hey, for the first time in his life, Zuko was right. Like, being up for something major and big. Like, he he's like, no, I'm not going to tell the Fire Nation citizens to leave. Like, they they should I, stay. So I kind of liked uh, Ozai, like, messing with his mind, telling him the story about when he was a kid. And, like, he saved uh-huh. the, the turtle duck. It but reminded felt, me of Trigon. Was it turtle duck? Yes. It, okay. Yeah, it was a turtle duck. Because I can't remember. No, what it was, it was a crab duck or something. It was yeah, a crab turtle. Crab, crab turtle. turtle. Yeah, that's and it was some, like one Pretty of their like things. And it's like, yeah, you felt bad because this animal was about to be killed by another animal, but then you felt bad because you deprived that other animal of the meal. So I let you do what you were supposed to do. It's like, well, what was I supposed to do? It's like, there's no answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Like. The answer that you made had to be the right one. That's basically the only way you can look at it, and I I did like that. Hey, that was a good. It, scene. it felt like Trigun to me. I honestly, I loved Trigun. I have not watched it again in decades. I have the DVDs; they're sitting in my bookcase. You know when she's talk- when uh, knives and um, what's the Trigun's Bash. name? Bash are talking about the spider and the fly, and Bash like lets his like unweaves the uh, fly out of the web and then knives comes over and just crushes the spider and he's like well that's the choice he made and he's like Bash is like no I wanted them both to live he's like mm, you know knives is like you can't like one has to die Paul would just that's kill everybody nice. that's what we know with his well yeah well most people deserve death and that's what happens after you drink that beer you're not supposed to much like uh, the talk that uh, Gandalf has with uh, Frodo you know many that uh, deserve life live and many who have died 
deserve life? Do you have the power to grant, you know, to give it to them, Frodo? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul, and, like, then he, and then later on, he's like, yeah, I do, Gandalf. I don't have a fucking finger. <laughs> that little shit that you made me feel sorry for bit it off. Well, he deserved to die. Answer the question. See, I took I took that as you can only decide who deserves to die if you can bring back people that have died back to life. Like, if you can do that, now you can stand in judgment. Yeah, like, you, can only, you can't stand in judgment of people to have them die if you can't, you know, do the opposite of bringing back the people that are dead. I think it's also in a way of keeping Frodo with his innocence and not being scarred more or give him something to ponder on while he's carrying around that evil. Because Gandalf is killing people left and right. He's killing goblins. Those fireworks had no safety instructions on them. I'm sure there are some hobbits that lost hands or feet. Most definitely Only feet. the Parapin Tukes of the world that decide to t- steal them and set them off inside a tent. While they're drunk at the Green Dragon. And he's also the dude that's like, hey, uh, you guys keep going on in this mission. I got side missions. I'm out of here. Side quests are very important to level up, because if you don't level up enough, you can't defeat the main boss. Yeah, but he's letting everyone else go on with the story mission, and he's uh, grinding it out, getting... Uh, I'm sorry, John, I played... Uh, Lord of the Rings, the third age for Sony PlayStation 2. And he was there helping me and my side party that was following the actual fellowship. So, I mean, he's still involved. Mm-hmm. That game was really good and I loved it. Uh, I like the EA ones that were like, that followed the, the movie ones. The movies. Yeah, those were fun, yeah. like happy Those are good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you twist, be- uh, you switch between the heroes. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of like Battlefronty in a way, almost. Yeah, uh, I've been reading my son, The Hobbit, and also just telling him the story from memory. My three-year-old uh, loves The Hobbit, loves Bilbo Baggins, loves Smog. Wow. He runs up to me and if well, he's anything like his aunt, mm. of course he would. This is going to awaken that in him. There you go, John. You did this. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> I'm going to send a picture of him wearing a black fedora to you guys tomorrow, by the way. Uh, But he loves it. He loves smog. He loves dragons because of uh, of smog. Have you showed him the movies? We've watched scenes from The Hobbit. Mo- uh, all of the smog scenes, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the Bilbo stuff, and then we watched the. I'm singing over the Misty Mountains. 70s cartoons. We watched most of that, but like I'm putting him to bed, and he's like, "Story, Daddy," and I'm like, "Okay, what do you want?" I want Gollum and Bilbo, and I have to no, do this. No, this, I want the. the uh, the, ri- the game of riddles. Oh, the riddles? Well, I want uh... Uncle Paul to tell me a story. Okay, well, there was once a Disney Channel star who started a YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. 
That's not that weird. But guys, let us know uh, if you've read these books. Uh, if you want to read more Avatar. If you think there's a comic book that should come back to tell the story of an animated series. Uh, let us know over at bangboardcast at gmail.com. Uh, comment on any of the social media posts. I don't, I don't know what else to say anymore. <laughs>